hate the word balance. I'm not going to use it. How do you make sure that it all mixes well together? Let's use that. harmony. Let's harmony. make harmony our yes, word. I like that. I I just that just came to me, and I've been looking for a different word from balance for forever, and that's now officially the word that you and I are going to use moving forward. Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey guys, welcome back to another week here on the Girl Means Business podcast. Thank you so much for being here this week. I am so excited to introduce you to our guest for this week. I'm chatting with podcast host and minimalist mom, Ali Casaza. She and I have a really fun and honest conversation around motherhood and running a business and the difference between balancing your life and finding harmony in your life. So Allie is the host of The Purpose Show, which is a top-rated podcast, and she's the creator of online courses that have earned her international attention for her fresh, practical lifestyle strategies for moms. She's known as the Life Minimalist, and she encourages other women to pursue abundant life by creating space for what matters most in their life. She and her husband have four young children, which she homeschools all of them and does it so well. And they live in Southern California wine country, which just sounds pretty much dreamy. That sounds amazing, like my dream life to live in the California wine country. So today, Ali and I are chatting all about motherhood, running a business, how to create harmony in your life so that you don't feel like you're being pulled in 5 million different directions and you're able to actually feel confident and accomplished in your motherhood and your business. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Ali. All right, guys, I am here with Allie Casaza. How are you today, Allie? Thanks for joining us. I'm so good. Thank you so much. Well, I'm excited to chat with you. How have you been? It's been good. It's been a really like full season of a lot of growth and like launching a lot of things in the back end at the same time. (laughs) You know how that goes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we were just chatting before I hit record and you have a lot going on right now. So it sounds like you've got your plate full, plus you've got four kids. Mm-hmm. Under the yep, age of 12. <laughs> Under the age of 12. Yeah. And it's just a lot. Everyone's, everyone's home. And we, I've just been taking the opportunity to like work and do all the things that have been in my head that haven't like come out on paper yet. So it's it led to like a lot of things kind of coming to fruition at the same time. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. So I want to start before we get too much into our conversation, I want you to kind of share with our listeners, like who you are and what you do and sort of your journey of how you got to where you are today. Yeah. Uh, So in my business, I serve women, typically moms who are just feeling stretched really thin. They're really overwhelmed. Um, They kind of feel like all they do is like maintain the, I I always call it maintaining the mundane. So things like our, just the side notes, like our house, laundry, meal planning, dishes, like the back end stuff of your business. If you have a business, like whatever it is, it's just kind of like, I have to do this to like make everything function, but it's not like what I'm really here to do. And like my big purpose and my focus. 
a lot of times what happens is those things get so big and so heavy that they really take over. And then that's like all our, all we're doing all day instead of pouring into our kids and our families like we really want to and really working like on our businesses instead of in our businesses. Um, and so I love to kind of come in and teach like how can we bring in this kind of element of minimalism and simplicity to everything that just doesn't really matter, but has to get done um, so that you can free yourself up and have way more time, way more energy and mental space and heart space for the things that you say are on your priority list, because those things are always the things that get like kind of pushed to the back burner because the other mundane stuff is just like really stacking up and, and, you know, overwhelming you. Um, so that's kind of, that's my superpower. I can simplify anything. And I love coming into women's lives and doing that for them. Um, and yeah, I started my business about four or five years ago. Um, yeah, I guess it was like four and a half years ago now, because it was in January of 2016. I turned my blog that I'd had for years into a business. Um, I can give you the link to my business story because it's very long. It's very dramatic. It will probably be a movie or something someday for real. <laughs> it's it's very like Hollywood drama. It was, it was, uh, we were like below the U.S. poverty line, um, like getting food from a food bank. Like it was, my husband's job was like just really, really bad. They were like cutting everyone's pay and cutting everyone's hours. Like we had four kids. Um, it was really, really bad. And my business, I always say my business saved my family. It really brought us out of that into this life where I went from zero to seven figures in about 18 months. Wow. Now I'm running this like multiple seven figure per year company. Um, we have, we're creating jobs, like we're creating impact. I'm able to give to causes that I care about. I have, I feel like I have choices. I'm not, you know, owned by my circumstances. I own my circumstances and money has changed our life in that way. And so I'm super passionate about that and talking about uh, how money is neutral and it only has the meaning that you assign to it and empowering women to go and get it because it you can change the world if you have money because we only have so much time. Um, and so, yeah, that's a little bit about my backstory, super brief version, but yeah, that's how I got here. That's awesome. And I love, there's so many things in there that you mentioned that we want to talk about today, but I want to definitely come back to the money thing because there's a lot we could talk about with that. And, and I want to get yeah. to that in a little bit, but let's start with, you mentioned kind of the simplifying things and the minimalist side of things. Um, and I know that that's originally kind of what drew me to wanting to chat with you. And, and I think that it, it has a different meaning than what a lot of people associate with like the minimalist lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I remember I watched a documentary, which I'm sure a lot of people have seen about like living the minimalist, minimalist lifestyle and like getting rid of clutter and just like removing things from your life that, you know, don't spark joy or that don't have purpose or that don't have, mm -hmm. you know, a place anymore. And I think a lot of people hear minimalist and they think, oh, I have to eliminate things from my life. And so I want to talk a little bit about what that looks like as far as maybe like decluttering our lives for, with a purpose though, like how to use that to kind of create like what it is you really want and focus on that. Yeah, exactly. And so here's the issue that I have with typical, like what has really just become this like stereotype version of minimalism. This happens with everything. Like I always point people to like, if you, somebody says like, 
I'm a Christian. You have all these stereotype things that you assume about the person now that they said that, or I'm a feminist, same thing. All these stereotype things that may or may not have truth to them for that person. I'm a Muslim. Like every, every religion, every belief system, every way of living has these like jokes people say about them or are stereotypical things. And minimalism has gained the same thing in recent years because it has become such a trend, which I think is good. Like if, if anyone's encouraging somebody to get rid of crap they don't need, like more power to them. But because it's become such a trend, it's just really taken, it's got all these things that's like attached to it. Um, and so it's really become this like legalistic set of rules that somebody else that's like an expert tells you like, this is how many genes you should have. This is how many books you should have. This is where you should put this. This is how you should organize this. And this is my problem with that. Before this, when you were overwhelmed with stuff so much to the point that you Googled and you found your way to this expert, you were handcuffed by your stuff. You were constantly cleaning up. You were owned by your stuff instead of your stuff. Your stuff owned you instead of you owning your stuff as Joshua Becker puts it, which I love that. Um, You were so overwhelmed and, and you were literally a slave to your stuff. And now you found this answer and you're all excited, but you got so bogged down with the legalistic set of rules and the details of it. Now you're like counting everything and like, wait, is this the way that she would do it? Is this the way that he would do it? I I don't know if I'm doing this right. And you've got, you're all messed up. Now you're handcuffed to your stuff just over here to the right instead of the left. Now you're handcuffed to your stuff in this way where it's owning you in a different way, but it's still owning you. You're still obsessed. You're still... It's, you're not focused on what really matters. So that's my problem with it. And I like to come in and say like, this is not less just for the sake of less. This is less of what doesn't matter for the sake of more of what does. So I don't care how many, whatever I have, I don't know. Um, I get asked all the time, like how many towels is right for my family? Things, things like that. I don't know. Like I would (laughs) honestly have to go and look. I don't think about it because I'm not a slave to my stuff on either side. I'm what less of what is in my way, more stuff creates more work. So I'm going to know if I have more clothes, that's going to be more time. Is it worth it to me? Yes or no. Like I'm in charge and I'm deciding because I want to spend my time not doing laundry on the nights and weekends. I want to go play with my kids. I want to take them to Legoland. Like I want to grow my business. I have big, massive goals and I'm not getting that getting in my way or having to hire somebody to come and like deal with all my crap all the time for me because I'm like, it's too much. I don't want to do that. I want to live on purpose and I need to get very intentional and be an editor of what comes into my space because what takes up your space takes up your time. So it's really just like this math equation of like, Oh, are you overwhelmed? Get rid of some stuff in your life and you'll have more time. That's, oh my gosh. I'm like jotting down notes of things like quotes that you're saying that I'm, I love. Um, so one of the things when you were talking about like that you've taken and you know, you've been a slave to your stuff over here and then you've just kind of rearranged it to look a little differently. I feel like that's how a lot of people or a lot of women feel about starting a business and the idea of, I know it was for me at least the idea of okay, I'm going to leave my nine to five job, which makes me feel like I'm a prisoner to their rules and their time schedules and their things. And I'm going to start my business and I'm going to break free and I'm going to have all of this freedom and flexibility. And then you get into your own business and you're like, oh wait, no, 
it's, it's just looks different, but it's the same kind of same box, different location. It's like, instead of being tied to like your boss and their mm -hmm. demands, now you're tied to like managing your funnel and Facebook ads and like bogged down to like the rabbit hole of Googling how to like have passive income. And it's like, what was the point? Exactly. Yeah. So how do you help women kind of find that balance? What is it that you do for them? Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Yeah, so I think that one thing is that I have learned that's so beautiful and so simple and has really changed my life is working from a place of ease. So for example, if I'm going to work on a big project and I'm kind of, I'm excited about it and it's, I'm like aligned with it and I can't wait for it to come out into the world. But the fact is there's a lot of prep behind the scenes that needs to happen before it's ready. Um, going into like an office with like my desk and like sitting there like, okay, I have, I'm hunched over and I like have to work on this copy and I need to like make copy that really sells. Like I need to make sure I'm really converting them and like I'm freaking out and you're stressed and you're in this space and you're just like bogged down versus grabbing your laptop and your noise proof headphones, making yourself a skinny margarita, sitting in the backyard by the, all the plants in nature and like really asking yourself like, for this project, when I see these women hitting this sales page, what do I want for them? And letting it like come out of you. Like that's working from a place of ease. And so anytime, I just did this yesterday with my new thing that I'm launching next month. I got bogged down in the details and I was like taking this course about memberships and like all of these rules about like, you want to make sure you do this and this. And I'm just sitting there like, this is going to be so much pre-recording and so much work. I feel like never mind. Like I don't even want to do this anymore. And I had to remind myself like, just because somebody is saying that this is the key to everything doesn't mean that it has to be the key for me. If this isn't feeling good, I'm going to, I'm going to change it. Cause I don't want to hate my business. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be trapped. So I've stopped. I went to bed early and today I'm made an appointment with myself later today to like sit in my living room with my laptop, make myself some tea and like really just think about these women that I want to help and create information about this new program for them from a place of ease and flow. Um, like I think sometimes, especially as women, we refuse to let anything be easy. I think we have some guilt around that or something. 
Um, and so like when you're working on something in your business or you want to make more money or have more reach, like how could you let this be easy? How could this feel really good for you? Because when it feels really good for you and you're working from a place of like enjoyment and abundance and ease, things come out of you so much better. And people are really drawn to that. I really think that's a big secret for how I have such a large audience in a short amount of time. Um, is that I'm working from that place of ease and flow and authenticity. And I don't really worry about all the numbers and all like webinars only convert at 4% or whatever. Like I just, I show up and I show up from a place of ease and people really, that's contagious. That's amazing. I love that because as you were talking, I was thinking about like kind of my, my, not necessarily my process, but just like the journey I've gone through with starting my own membership program and, you know, working on the podcast and doing all these different things. And, you know, you go on Instagram or you, you read these blogs or you watch these webinars and you follow these other women. And they're like, you have to have these office hours and you have to create this. And yes, like that's true. If you work in a space where for you, it makes sense to sit into it, sit in an office with lots of natural light and beautiful wall decorations and a comfy chair and your desktop. And that's where you create. That's awesome. And I have tried to do that for myself and it just isn't where I feel creative. Like I don't sit in this office space and feel like this is where I'm going to create magic. It's when I'm out going for a walk and I'm listening to something and I'll hit the voice memo on my phone and record what comes to my mind Or it's when I'm, like you said, out in the backyard and listening to the radio with my kids playing in the pool or whatever, and an idea hits me and it just kind of comes to you. You know, you always hear about like musicians who they'll say like the song just came to me and I had to get my phone out and like mid conversation, I started making like uh, writing out lyrics. I'm like, that's what we need to be paying attention to. Not forcing ourselves to sit down from 8am to 11am and those are creative hours. I mean, I have four kids and I homeschool my kids. They're oh, like, bless it's you. literally <laughs> bless me for sure. But like, I have all this stuff going on and I have never been like, this is my time to create. And I'm going to, this is my office hours. Like I do have times of a day where I am available to my team as a boundary, not as a stiff box for me. I have literally never in the last like maybe three and a half years, because I did do this in the beginning of my business and learned my lesson, but I have never like sat down and like created content. It's, I have a waterproof notepad in my shower because that's where all ideas happen when you're naked and wet in the shower, apparently. And I have my voice memo notes just full, uh, full of ideas all the time. I'm my, I'm like famous in my family for like getting out of the pool and like leaning over a journal, soaking wet and like (laughs) writing something down or leaving dinner to like go in the bathroom and be like, what if we launched this new, like into my phone in the bathroom stall, like a creep because the (laughs) ideas come like when you're living life. And so I think we've got to get out of these boxes. Think about the greats, like whoever is great to you, you know, Steve Jobs with Apple, um, people that have founded massive movements, things that change the world. They were weird. Like they didn't do this all the time. They were like creative and wild and they were in touch with themselves. So I think we as women, we're busy, we're moms, like we've got a lot going on, but that's that's more of a reason to push and to be open to anytime ideas, you know? So yeah. yeah, that's one huge thing for me is working from a place of ease and flow and really enjoying my business. And you know what? If you are launching something and you are not enjoying it, 
it's okay to change the date. You're the freaking boss. Yeah. Like, don't, don't do it. Push don't it to next year and see in. how you feel. Yeah. Like money will come in other ways. If you're open to it, it will come. But like, don't do something just because you said you were going to do it. And like you announced it, like pull it. Do you know how many times I've said, I'm going to make a course about something and I start to do it. And I'm like, this sucks. I don't care about this. <laughs> like, this is not, this is not the piece of what I do that I want to focus on right now. And I yeah. cancel it. I don't care. I'll refund everybody. If I pre-sold it, I don't care. Well, um, and I think that that's that something that people respect too, because you know, women understand like in life, like how many times have you said to your kid, like, we're going to do X, Y, Z, and then plans change and you have to change the plan and you have to roll the punches. And yet we don't allow ourselves to do that in our business because we feel like we're accountable. Somebody's going to get mad at us or that we're going to get in trouble by who knows the entrepreneur gods. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, totally. It's silly. It's silly for sure. And it's so limiting. And my big thing in my business is abundance. Like I want abundance in my business in revenue and ideas in creating jobs and giving money away. Like in the way it makes my family feel, I want abundance, abundance, abundance. And that idea of like, you have to have work hours and sit at your computer and create your content. Every first Wednesday of the month, I create Instagram content. Like it's just, it's so limiting. Like that's so lack. So if you're doing lack things, you're not going to get abundance. So I create my content while I'm living life. And then, yeah, sure. Maybe once a month I will sit down and actually format it into an Instagram caption but I didn't sit there and force myself and create it. Like I, you create while you're driving and while you're living. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So we talked about the idea of finding what you really want in your life. And we kind of were talking before we hit record about sort of three things that I think women want and are either feel like they can't have all three plus some or that it has to be one or the other. And so talking about wanting to run a business, wanting to still be a mom and spend time with your family, and then wanting money, which a lot of women are not are afraid to admit that they're doing this for money. You know, I come from the photography world where a lot of women will tell you that it is a business they started to kind of make extra money on the side of their full-time business or being a stay-at-home mom. And it's like, there's this fear around the idea of saying, I want this to be a income stream for our family that makes a lot of money. And so I want to kind of go into those three things. So we'll start with like creating space for what, for wanting a business, like women, obviously, if you are listening to this, you either have started a business or you want to start a business. And so we've talked a little bit about like that aspect of it, of, you know, letting things kind of happen and creating from a space of of joy and ease and not forcing yourself into it. And then let's talk about like wanting to also be a mom. I mean, like you said, you're a mom, you homeschool, you're four kids, like you've got a lot on your plate. So how do you, and I hate the word balance. I'm not going to use it. How do you make sure that it all mixes well together? Let's use harmony. Let's make harmony our word. I like that. I, I just, that just came to me and I've been looking for a different word from balance for forever. And that's now officially the word that you and I are going to use moving forward. Yeah. Cause I feel like balance <laughs> to me, balance implies, I think of like the scales where they have to be equal. And I Perfect. don't think that's, yeah. And I don't think that's, that's realistic, but I like that harmony because when you listen to songs and things and things in harmony, some things are all, are louder than others at times and vice versa. 
That's perfect. So I'm going to steal that. Okay. As well. <laughs> we, yeah, it's our thing now. It will always bond us together. That I love it. Our platforms, we're going to say harmony. I like it, it. Yeah. And it's what it is. It's, it's, it needs to be, it needs to be harmonious. And if it's not, then something is off and you can like address whatever that is. And honestly, just so all, I feel like what I want to do for you guys that are listening here is like, I want you to be able to borrow from me, like borrow what I say and get permission for whatever it is you need permission for to like go and do your thing. Sometimes there's not, there's like a lack of harmony in my life and I don't fix it right away. Like just, okay, well, this month is going to be a little off and I got to get this project done and I'm not changing it. So that's what we're going to do. And you guys are going to have to wait for me or whatever the situation is. And other times I will stop everything and no, we're canceling this launch. My family needs this right now, or we need to take a trip. We need to take a break, whatever it is, but I can feel inside myself, which thing it is because I'm in tune to myself. And I feel, I have that like self-esteem and that self-confidence that like, I can feel into what my business needs and my family needs and no one else can do that. So why would I read a book about life balance from somebody else? Like I, it's all internal, right? So for me, it's, what are the things that need to be done? My kids need to do school. Great. My husband does most of that. I do a little bit of it. He does most of that. So that's kind of off of me. Um, because me, my husband, I don't, if for those of you who are listening, I are like, what? My husband doesn't go to a job. He, we work together in the business. We work together in our family. We're here. All of us are here together all the time. We travel all together. Like that's what we always wanted. So he's doing that. Great. The house, I have support. I have hired help. And then I have my role. Great. I can get that done. Like I have rhythms in place for that. That's great. So there's things in my life that like, what has to get done? That's just boring. And I don't really care about. I do not like homeschooling my kids. I homeschool them because of the lifestyle that it allows us to have. I do not enjoy actually sitting there and like, this is the letter B. Like, I literally don't (laughs) care. I don't care. But I love our lifestyle so much. Like, we'll we'll figure it out. So they're in like an online program where they're doing school at home. And my husband handles most of that organization with them. And then I automate everything else that just has to get done. What has to get done in my business? Like, I automate that as well. I have a team. Like, I get off of me what must happen that I don't really care about, but I understand it. It's a piece of the puzzle that needs to be in place. And then everything else, what am I doing that doesn't need to be done by me? Do I need to be writing this copy or am I being controlling? Like, do I have to do my podcast? Yeah. It's gotta be my voice. I have to be in the photos. I have to be in the video. I have to be on the live stream. I have to do the podcast episodes. So that's the only thing that's on my list in Asana is things that have to physically be my face or my voice. Everything else I check in like once a week, once a month, whatever feels right in meetings with my team. So we have to look at this and this will evolve as you grow and as you hire, you know, it doesn't need to be like that right now, but as you are growing, as you're going through life, look at what you're doing. This is what intentionality looks like is not just reacting to your day and going through the motions, but really looking every time I do a podcast interview like this, I I leave and I ask myself like, okay, was there anything about that that maybe wasn't aligned? Like I didn't like doing that show or that just didn't feel aligned. I, I'll tell my PR girl, this just didn't feel good to me. I don't want to spend my time on shows like this anymore. Uh, everything that I do, like I, if, if I get an email from my team asking me to look at something or approve something and it's like, guys, I'll tell them, you know what? You really didn't need to involve me in this. This like you're empowered to make decisions about this yourselves. Um, like I, I'm always 
auditing myself. Like where could I have created more time? So I really only work a few hours a day and I don't, I don't work Friday afternoons, Saturday, Sunday, or Mondays. So it's like, I'm running this multiple seven figure company and homeschooling for kids. And I'm really just like, there's a lot of flow in my days, which allows me to have constant new ideas and be the creative visionary that I am. So it's really about like, what's your superpower? Mine is casting vision and creating like energy and what needs me to put my energy into it. My business needs my energy. I need to be the one coming up with ideas, but I don't need to be doing the ideas until the last 10% or it's time to show up. So that's what my days look like. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. And I, I, I know I probably on the video, it looks like I'm always looking away, but I'm like jotting down so many notes because I'm getting ideas from what you're saying of things I want to talk about. But one of the things, that, and I cannot remember for the life of me who said this to me, and I apologize to whoever it was that said it because I don't remember. <laughs> but it made me think of someone once said to me that, you know, you have reached a level of success in your business when you can focus on only doing the things that only you can do. And that's always been in the back of my mind is like, that's the point where like you're where you're at now that feels so good to you because you are, you're doing only the things that only you can do. And like, I take my podcast, for example, like with the podcast, obviously it has to be my voice, my face, you know, um, my thoughts, my conversations, but all the other stuff, I have an incredible VA that works with me and she creates con you know, the, the emails that go out and some of the copy for the landing pages, things like that, like things that she's good at that I don't always have to do. She can do that for me. And it's that balance. Like, or no, sorry, it's the harmony of the two of us <laughs> working yeah. together. And I think that that scares some people. They think they have to do everything in their business when that's not true. Like you are going to end up feeling those shackles again that you felt in your other nine to five or whatever it was that drove you to want to be an entrepreneur. So Mm -hmm. I love that you have figured that out and that you are showing other women that that's possible and that that is something that can allow you to focus on the things that you do best in your business. And I think too, before you have a team, before you're at, you know, this level or whatever, like I still had harmony in my life. I was, I messed up a lot, but I was, I was learning, but I still found ways to create harmony. So like, yeah, when I was a solopreneur, I only had one VA that was just helping me with email and no one else. Like at those years, it's just about like, how can you work from a place of ease Probably not being on every single social platform ever when you don't even have any help. Probably not like doing a podcast and YouTube and lives and like pick one queen, YouTube, live stream, podcast. What's your queen content? And then you repurpose after you, you know, do your YouTube video or your podcast episode, just pull pieces out of, you can have a transcription program. You can have a transcriptionist that these are affordable things that are worth the time and money. And then you pull from there and you repurpose, like you can have a, I'm sitting at my laptop and working repurposing day or week, but you don't need, you still can work from a place of ease. You still can enjoy your business, even though you're like, one day I'm not going to be doing this anymore. So it's all about, again, going back to that internal version of yourself. Like, how are you doing your business? How, what's the energy you're coming into your work day from? If it's a place of like lack and stress and fear and worry and pushing and making yourself push through, like, it's just, it's going to come out that way and people aren't going to resonate as much. Yeah, no, I agree. And there's so many different things out there like programs that will do those things for you. Like you said, without having to hire somebody, like 
In fact, one of them that I use is it's repurpose.io and it's, it literally takes my podcast content and turns it into a YouTube video. Now, obviously it's not like my face, but it has like a graphic and it has the sound, but then yeah. it, I, I literally do nothing. I set it up one time it's, it's connected and it just publishes it for me. So again, that's a, you know, there's so many automations out there that you can put into place. Absolutely. Zapier has tons of things you can use, you know, that kind of stuff. So, it's, Oh yeah. It's just Googling, uh, Googling, like, yeah. what do you really hate? But you really truly can't hire. And like, really you can't because most yeah. of the time I've hired before I was ready, but like, you really can't like what Google it, find a way, like literally everything that I learned about business was through good and bad experiences and Google. Yeah. So there's no, like, I didn't go to business school. I actually, I'm, I think that that's an advantage in the online business world. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's so much to learn. So just be open and decide, decide that it gets to be easy. Decide that things get to feel good, even when they're crazy. Like I had a total meltdown the other day, like just everything going on in our life. It was like, this is so much at once. I think I made a huge mistake, but no, I didn't. I was forcing myself to push and get everything done perfectly in a certain way. There was no ease and flow. So we always have to come back to like, hold on, how could I make this easy? I changed what I was supposed to pre-record. I'm supposed to pre-record like 21 videos for this project. Wow. That's, what the no, I'm no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do it live. I'm going to do everything live. So I have to now I, my list literally went from like this long to like nothing. Yeah. All I have to do is show up live after they enroll. So like the decisions like that, what could you do to move things around to create more ease and flow for you so that you can show up for your family and your tribe, the best version of yourself possible. And I think too, like, you know, I know for me, like I have this, habit. It's not a great habit, but where I go like 90 to nothing and I'm like, I got this, I got this, I got this. And then I all of a sudden, I kind of like, I hit a wall. I have a meltdown. I have a day where I'm just like, I can't like, you know, I always say my goal is to always have like do one week of content at a time on social media. So usually on Mondays, I try to kind of sit down and, and plan out like, okay. And I, and a lot of it's when I say plan out, it's me going back through those voice memos and those notes and things like that. And kind of, like you said, sort of formatting it into a social media post. And I just, sometimes I have weeks where I'm like, no, it's Monday. And I'm like, I I can't force myself to do this today, or it's going to be non-authentic. It's going to feel forced. People are going to know it's forced. And I can tell when I have forced myself to do something in my business, I can tell because the response to it is not nearly the same as when something comes organically, when something is happens yes. naturally. I mean, you can see that people respond to those things differently. Even if you think, oh, no one will know that I, that I forced this in my business. No, they can tell. It's and, and because like everything is energy. Your words on the screen have energy that you put into them. It's just a fact. Like it's just science. So yeah. if you're coming at something with a bad, with just internally, you're just tired or run down, you need a break, but you're not giving yourself one. It is always better, better to cancel. I used to push through like 90% of things. Now I push through like 5% because every rare once in a while, it's like a speaking engagement or something. And I like, I don't know, got my period early and I'm dying or like something you yeah. got to push through. Sure. But most of the time, 
it's figure outable, right? Marie Forleo, everything is figure outable. Like figure mm-hmm. it out, move it around. How can you create more ease in this for yourself? Everything in business is like spiritual. So we have to like feel into ourselves. Like, what do I need in this project? Because it's all about what you need. It's actually not really about what they need. If you're not focusing on what you need, you're not going to be able to give them what they need. So it's just like being a mom. The yep. more self-care you do as a mom, you're so much of a better mom. It's same in business. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Like, so I'm, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm filling up my note page already with like so many things you're saying <laughs> that are just like sparking ideas and like quotes. I want to remember it's so good. Love okay. That. So let's kind of end up this conversation with talking about the idea of money. Um, a lot of women are fearful of that. Like I mentioned earlier, they're afraid to admit that they want to make money or they have some kind of mental block around, you know, the idea that they're not made to make money or that they, they shouldn't want to want to make six figures or want to make whatever it is they want to make. And Mm -hmm. they're afraid to have those conversations. So what is, what is your viewpoint on that? And what advice do you have for women who are kind of on that like fear side of money? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Yeah, this is where I want you guys listening to borrow from me. Like if there's something that I can say for you that resonates with you, borrow it, like write it down, put it on a post-it note on your mirror, on your fridge, everywhere that on your desk, like everywhere that you are looking and spending time and just borrow it for a while, because that's what I'm here to do is give you energy that you don't have to borrow, to get you to the next level until it's your energy and you really believe it. So think about it like this. Everyone listening, I want you to think about how much money it costs you to just live the life that you're living right now. How many thousands of dollars a month? I mean, you can't even go and chew gum without paying for a pack of gum. Like literally everything costs money. Um, 
we don't realize like things like, like it sounds silly, but like your toaster to harden your bread, that costs money. <laughs> like the toilet you sit on to go to the bathroom, that costs money. Every square foot of your home costs money. Everything costs money. Money is a tool that makes the world go round. Money is neutral. It doesn't have any soul or spirit or energy or emotion. We assign those things to it based on our experiences in life. So think about how much money it costs you to just live your life. Now think about your ideal life. Like really close your eyes and like listen to me and do this right now. Think about your ideal life. Like you're the house that would make you feel like so excited to wake up in the morning and your feet to hit the ground and for you to go and like start your day with your kids. Think about like the trips you would take. Think about what abundance looks like for you. And then I want you to think about all the things that you care about. What's like your heartbeat in terms of the needs in the world? Mine is sex trafficking. I really care about that. I really want to be a part of ending that. Think about the orphans that you see with like distended tummies and they're hungry and they don't have parents and they have AIDS, like they're sick and they're dying and no one is able to help them. Money will do all of those things. You only have so much time in a, in a day. And I'm guessing that most of you listening are putting your time into like maintaining your space, running your house and your family, spending time with people that you love and running your business. And then you hit the pillow and you're like, I needed more hours. So no one's going to like go to Africa and like spend time with these orphans and help and show up in terms of time. But if you had a crap load of money, you could change things. You really could. Money changes things. Money makes the world go around. People that are good hearted, that have a lot of money, they change the world. So why would you see money as a bad thing? Why would you ever say this phrase that I hate the most? I just want to make blank amount. I just want enough to just be good. I just want to make $5,000 a month. $5,000 a month? Like what the, that's nothing. $5,000 a month ain't doing ish for anyone in the world that needs you to make money. Like we live in America. We are privileged. We have the ability to start a business wherever you live. If you have the ability to start a business, you have a responsibility to make so much money, have so much overflow that it's spilling out to victims, to abused women, to orphans, to people who have sicknesses they can't get medicine for. This is a responsibility. The most selfish thing you could do is say, I just want to make whatever little pizzly amount that it's like nothing like expand and open up to wealth because you can do amazing things. So if you have a problem with money, if you feel resistant to it, if what I'm saying, like you're like agreeing with it, but inside you feel all this stuff coming up, you have an old money story. So you want to go backward so that you can go forward. So what kind of stories were around when you were a kid? Mine was if you don't go to college, you're not going to make any money. You're going to be flipping burgers the rest of your life. That's my, my, I come from Cuban immigrants. So, um, really like Castro took everything from my family. It split them up. There was murder involved. They took their money. They took their land and my family fled to America. So I'm, that's where I'm coming from. So my dad was like, so well-meaning, you know, you are so privileged. We're going to send you to college. Like you have to go college is everything. And if you don't go to college, like you're going to put burgers the rest of your life. And he would say it on repeat all the time. So here I am. I left college because it sucked there and I had nothing to say and I wanted to get married. And I did. And 
I'm here and I'm like wanting to start this empire. And I am having this line from my dad repeated in my head. And my big limiting belief was if I make a lot of money, I'm going to prove my dad wrong and I'm going to humiliate him and hurt him. And I am super close to my dad. Like I love him so much. We talk, I see him every day. I love my dad. And so I was like freaking out that I was going to just humiliate. He worked so hard. He built a business on his back with his own two hands, but from this immigrant lifestyle, like, and here I was like basically middle finger to the whole college thing. And like, I'm going to build wealth by myself. Like what a brat, like I'm going to break my dad's heart. I had to get through those stories by journaling, by praying, by looking at it for what it was, by finding new truths and seeing, actually, I'm the next generation of this immigrant family. I'm the one that's going to say, actually, you can do this without spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on an education. I'm going to make a new way for the next, next generation. And I had to see the good and rewrite that story to break, you feel that like wall, everyone has like a wall inside themselves. Like that was my wall. And when I broke that down, I became open to receiving money and money began to flow into my life. If you resist, the problems you have will persist. It's just the way that things work. So going backward and working through your stories, was it that money doesn't grow on trees? The root of all evil is money or money is the root of all evil or whatever it is for you. Um, going back and rewriting those stories and really looking at the ugly, scary things that we've been told that are in here that we really believe and breaking down those walls so you can receive money. Because why wouldn't you want to receive money when you can do so much good and you can have choices and have peace when you are a peaceful person with no money stress? Do you know what happens to your marriage when there's no money stress? It's night and day. Like I can't yeah. even, it, I mean, it's absolute bliss. My marriage is bliss because it's not constantly about, oh my God, I need to buy tampons. And we don't even have like $5. Like that, that's off of us. we never talk about money except, holy shit. You can leave that out if you want. <laughs> that's like, <fine. laughs> this is so amazing. Like, this is so amazing. Like, that's it. And there's no money stress on, and my kids don't hear negative stories about money anymore. And I can get a, I got a letter the other day. I'm sorry, I'm rambling because I no, love no, talking keep about going. money. Um, I got a letter the other day that was like from this organization that I believe in very much. And they were like, we are trying to get this big, it's like a big shed they need to like ship some supplies to this other country. It was, it's like a long explanation, but they needed $3,000 and they're like sending letters to like this list of people, like, please, like if you could just give like $5. And I was like, I, I am able to give them the whole shebang and it won't even touch me. Stay with us. We'll be right back. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. What an abundant life. Like, what is this life? And I was able to send the check and feel so good. And do you know what happens when you do things like that? Your energy shifts and you're an even better version of yourself for your family. You're a better friend. You're a better sister. You're a better entrepreneur. 
if we have abundance, we spread abundance. So no, I'm done with this money. Oh, I don't want, I just want enough. F that. I like, no, no. It's such a lie. It's the easiest trap for us to stay stuck and to stay a little bit useless in this world. Because the fact is money is power. Yeah. And the, the bad guys have had it for so long. Where's the, we, we good guys, we got to get up and we got to get a freak load of money so we can do some good work in this world and not be greedy and change yeah. things. I, there's so much you said in there about like the thing that I know I've been working on for a long time for me is those blocks of like, what did you learn growing up? And for me, it was the, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work really, 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 really hard for it, you know? And in my family working really, really hard meant like 16 hour days, seven days a week, kind of working hard. And yeah. so that was the example. And then on the top of that, you know, I grew up going to private schools because the school, the public schools where I lived were not great. And so yeah, my parents too. worked extra hard to go to private schools. Well, that meant that then I was kind of the poor kid among the private school rich kids. And there's always been kind of this idea of what money means as far as like help you treat people. Like in my, in my world, it was the people who have money treat the people without money poorly. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, well, I don't want to be one of those people that treats people poorly. And so why would I want to, why would I want that kind of money? Mm -hmm. And when I started really like doing the work, like you said, of like breaking down those walls and realizing that like, no, that's not the reality. That might've been my perception of reality at the time, but that's not reality. And the reality is that I don't have to, me making money doesn't make me a bad person. And it doesn't mean that I have to worry about what other people are going to think of me if I, you know, drive this car or I go on this vacation or I give money to this thing it's not about showing off. It's not about being flashy. It's about living the life I want to live and that's okay. So you're a better version of yourself when you do that, when you're not like, gosh, like my home makes me feel like depressed. It's just so like shoddy and dirty and awful. Like I just, I've always wanted a balcony. I've just always wanted this or that. Go and get that. You're going to be so much less stressed. Literally like Science shows us this. Your cortisol drops. You become more awake and happy and alive, excited to get out of bed in the morning. I want my kids to see that version of me. And I'm just so sick of people saying like, well, it's just not about money. I would do this for free all day. So I feel bad charging for it. No. What the, (laughs) like, no, like it's so backwards. And you know what? Like I like to say, and this ruffles feathers, but that's what I'm here to do. I like to say that saying things like that and staying in that place of like, that's just really not about the money is like the most selfish thing you can do. Because the only reason you're even saying that is so that you feel better. You feel in your safe little bubble with your little stories. The the bubble is made out of your stories. And you want to stay in that safe little place. Oh, I'm I'm like so humble. Like, it's just not about the money for me. Like, oh, Allie, it's just like about money for her. Yeah, you bet your butt it's about money. I want to make a lot of money. I want to make a lot of money and I will not stop until this BS is done. And moms with a lot of kids, women 
can make a lot of money without having all these stupid BS, like, oh, but it's not really about that. It's just like happened, but like, I give it all away. I, I do, I do good fit. Like stop apologizing yeah. and wake up and show up for what you were meant to do and get very well compensated for it. And you will change the world twice with your message, with the money you make spreading that message. And that's the message that I got straight up from God when I was starting my business. It's written on a page in my journal and I tore it out and I framed it in my office because that is the truth. You change the world with your message, you get paid super well and you change the world again with what you do with the money, the overflow of all the money you have created in your business. Yeah, and I love too what you said about like, you know, you don't need to apologize for the things that you do with your money. If that means that you hire someone to come clean your house once a week so that you have more time to spend with your family or spend in your business or spend doing other things, then that's okay. And it's okay to say that, you know, it's okay to say, you know, I made a lot of money so that my family and I could travel during the year or say that, you know, I made a lot of money so that I could give back to these different organizations, or I made a lot of money so that I could live in a house that makes me feel good. There's nothing when you wrong created with jobs with a housekeeper, yeah. like you just created jobs. As yep. you as you up level into abundance, you up level other people into abundance. Mm-hmm. And that is it's the way that the universe works and it's so beautiful. Why would you only want to make enough for yourself? That's the most selfish thing you could say. Yeah. And I think what you're doing with this as far as just even like having conversations like this is gonna make such a difference because I was thinking just the other day, a friend of mine had sent me a text message and I had bought like a new patio umbrella and some new patio cushions and they were over here for, um, to hang out by the pool and stuff. And she was commenting on the the patio umbrella and she sent me a text a few days later and she was like, Hey, do you mind if I ask how much your umbrella cost? And it just, it was one of those things I was like, first of all, we're super close. She's one of my best friends. I'm like, why would she need to ask me if it was okay to ask me how much my patio, like, I don't have a problem asking people how much things were that they bought. I had another friend, like we just put in a pool in our backyard another friend, you know, messaged me and she was like, Hey, if you don't mind, if it's okay, I, you don't, you don't have to, if you don't want to, can you tell me how much it was for the pool you put in? I'm like, I'm never going to feel uncomfortable telling you how much. It's not like a secret that you bought it. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, it's not like elf came in and installed it for free. Like, yeah, just and that's why, like, I think sometimes I always say, like, people will either be upset or obsessed with you and your message and what you say. And that's why I have so many people like upset because I don't care. I say how much money I make in my business, I say how much my book deal was, I say how much I spent on things because I think we need to normalize this. Yeah, it's money, it's not like this like weird vaginal issue. And it's like, I still like, let me whisper to you that I have this thing. It's money. Like money is everywhere. It's so dumb. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm always like, Oh, of course this one cost me this much. But if I didn't add these details, it would have cost this much. So I would say that's your range period done. It doesn't mean anything about me that I could afford that except that I'm rich and I'm happy. And I can, I'm happy to say that. I don't care if you know that if we're secretive and weird about money, it's just, it's like festers and it creates this weird embarrassment, anxiety, lack. Also your kids are going to pick up on that. And now Mm -hmm. you're giving them a bad money story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so true. Like, Oh, so I could go on and on. I feel like we need to have a whole nother episode (laughs) where we talk about About like more of these. Yes. Because I'm like, Oh, there's like so much I want to like dive into, but I also don't want this to be like a three hour long podcast. (laughs) Okay. So we'll kind of end it there and we'll, we'll promise to pick back up on that another time. 
and yeah. dive more into like money stories and all that kind of stuff. Cause I think that's, sure. it's so, so Anytime. important. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I want to, before I ask you my last question, um, tell us a little bit about, like, I know you have a podcast that you do as well, and you've got a new membership site that you're launching. So tell us a little bit about that and where people can find more information on it. Um, before we wrap up. Yeah. Um, so I'm the host of the purpose show. Um, my podcast is so fun. I love podcasting. I love it so much. Um, we actually just hit like 6 million downloads in two years. So it's like great. It's crazy. I know it's so crazy. I was like, I think I'm going to like do this thing too. And then it just, it just took off. I think when you believe in your message, it just takes off, you know? Um, and then I actually like, I made a page for you guys. Let me know when this is going to air so I can make sure it's all good. But I put together this page where it's like the link to the podcast, the link to a business freebie, like my favorite books and resources that helped me grow my business. And then um, information about Up and Up, which is it's the Up and Up Academy. So it's like a a year long membership where you can come in and like, we're going to grow your business. Like if you feel like you're growing at like no pace or like snail's pace and you just want to explode, it's like the inner work, the mindset and the strategies that I know that I did in my business that I'm going to share one month at a time. So that by the end, like we're going to walk through the next year of your business together and you will have so much more growth at the end than you did at the beginning. I put all the information on that page for you guys. So I can give you the link and you can put it in yeah. show notes or whatever you want, but uh, it's just alikasaga.com slash girl means business. Perfect. And I will put that in the show notes. And so everybody can just click on it. It'll have all your information there. That's amazing. Um, Okay. So my last question for you, I ask all my guests now is if your best friend came to you and was like, okay, Allie, I have this idea. I want to start this business. What would be like your number one piece of advice you would give her? Yeah, that's so good. I would say don't get caught up in all the strategy and all the logical and the conversion rates and the numbers and the funnel and how everyone says you're supposed to do things, learn and be open and be coachable, but focus more on the internal side. I like to say it's like the balance of spirit and strategy and focus more on the spirit side of things like your energy and your money blocks and how you're feeling. Cause you can learn all the strategy in the world, but if your internal stories or, or, resisting all the growth you're learning how to get, it's not going to come. Yeah. Oh, so good. Wow. I, this has been so much fun, so much information. Like I said, I feel like we could have like done four different episodes in one here, but I know. <laughs> everybody listening got a ton of information from it. And thank you so much for taking time. I know you've got like your kids and I'm sure y'all have got a lot going on with summer coming up and all everything. So thank you for taking time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I'm so grateful to Allie for taking time out of her busy schedule to sit down and chat with us for a little while to share her wisdom and her insights. It was such a great conversation. If you want to learn more about Allie, what she has to offer or check out her podcast, head over to today's show notes and follow all the links there to follow her on social media, check out her website, listen to her podcast and see all of the amazingness that she has to offer. All right, guys, you have a wonderful, wonderful week, and I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Mm -hmm.